are <laughs> back with another episode, huh, Bart? Yep. Oh, this is what, 85 already? I think this is... Uh, it? yeah. Wow. I think we're going to actually hit 100 soon. Well, yeah, what? Okay, so we have 15 more. Mm-hmm. And I know we were originally hoping to get that, you know, by ho- by Halloween, and I don't think we're going to get that by Halloween now. Oh, yeah, because we've only got uh, six weeks. Let's we do some specials. I don't know. Yeah. You and I have just been crazy, crazy busy, like always. Oh. You and your this writing. This weekend, I, I, was, I was toasted by 6 o'clock on Sunday. Oh, I feel you. And I then, of course, I didn't actually get home at 6 o'clock like I planned. No, I went and did more work. That sounds about And then like said us. I was going to, ha- and then promised to help a friend. So I didn't get home until 9 o'clock. Sounds about like us. We didn't get home till late. And then we decided to take a relaxing drive through the valley. It was so nice. I think if it wasn't oh. going to be a week, week, no, the next day, Monday, today, yeah. we were talking because it was so nice yes, last night that we were talking about just parking in one of the um, offshoots or whatever of the val- of the park in the valley. Yeah. And then just relaxing because it was so nice last night. And the, moon, the whole weekend was nice. Well, except for Friday. You've, I mean, well, for us, we didn't really get hit bad, but Cleveland got destroyed. Oh, Cleveland, yeah. Cleveland got hit by some microbursts. I've seen the pictures. Because even on Saturday, we could figure out why. Like, we wanted um, tacos. Like, they had some really good-looking taco. Like, you know, typical stuff. Yeah. I couldn't figure out why. I couldn't figure out why. It took them forever to bring it to the park because of down trees. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I seen some pictures friend po- some friends posted. Cars were smashed, trees were smashed. It was a mess. Yeah, we we lucked out cuz I know Friday night when we drove home we saw the the lightning and the storm north of us. And then we got wet. How how, we got how did the premiere for that movie go? It went really well. We um we did uh the premiere was for Small Town Monsters um what Momo which was yeah. um the Missouri Missouri Bigfoot basically. It's a Missouri yeah. monster. And um, it it went really really well. Um, we because we know Ken plays the Bigfoot, and we both are actually play other characters. We're both in it. Yeah, I was really I was really amazed when uh, I saw both of you in a scene. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> uh huh. As Ken called it, his meta. Um, I well because you you did see it. I think I think this yeah. is. Their best so far. I loved it. I, I really thought it was really, really, really well done. I love the fact that it's basically it's a documentary plus a um bad grindhouse B movie, it's and it's to be a put 70s, together, huh? It's supposed to be like a seventies style grindhouse. Yeah, and so the documentary is what you would expect from Small Town Monsters, with you know with interviews and learning more about the creature, but then. It's intermingled with this movie about Momo, right? They, fo- they fo- that has intentionally not so perfect acting, but you would never have expected that in a movie like this. Well, and that's not what what he was going for either. It was no. better than he expected. Um, a lot of them were fa- are family. Uh, the two little boys are his nephews. They're, they've actually, I think, done other movies with him. Um, they're actual brothers. Okay. Um, and then he brought in, well, I know the one, one is an actress. The other one is a gamer. So I think she does acting too, maybe, but I know she's a gamer. Uh, I think the other one, the one did podcasting. So it's like a lot of them have done like a little bit of mix of, of everything. Um, but I think it was all right. Yeah, this is, this is one of their best movies so far. Because I got my line, like, just before we went on. Which, that was funny, because we had to redo that scene. I don't know how many times. That's the scene where... Because the house they had was sitting was sitting on a corner. So there's one main road and then a road in front of the house. And as okay. we're out there videotaping, people are, like, turning in front of the house and blowing their horn and waving as we're, we're videotaping. <clears throat> The preacher scene, he had to re- he had to redo that I don't know how many times. Because they just kept doing that. <laughs> I felt bad for Mark. Uh, but it was fun. 
I like the UFOs. What did you think of the UFOs? I was really confused about, I mean, it was obvious, okay, they're saying the UFOs brought Momo. Well, that that's what one of the theories was. One of the, the, the well, the theories, I guess you can say. It's one of the things. But what they were talking about, like even with the Q&A, is a lot of the high strange places, they have Bigfoot and UFO sightings all at the same place. So okay. is, there, is there a correlation? Because the first one they did was Minerva. Minerva had both UFOs, Spotted, and Bigfoot, and the big black cats that was with the Minerva monster. Um, uh, what is it also? Uh, well, because I know the one in pa- Parkersburg area, they had both. They had Bigfoot, they had UFOs, and um, the one in, was it Pennsylvania? Um the ridge where they were under siege, they had Bigfoot. They had Bigfoots and UFOs spotted. So, okay, I don't know, is it a correlation? I don't know. That was kind of where that where they were getting at because they were basically when it comes to the filming and the acting, they were retelling the story, like redoing the scenes and stories from then. So that was kind of cool. But a lot of that is stuff that had happened. Well, just the very ending of that with the UFOs in the sky looked beautiful. Uh-huh. I like that um, Santino used purple. Because usually it's like red or white or blue. You don't ever see purple. I loved it. No. It was creepy. And then when at the very end scene when Momo runs up behind him, dude, that was beyond. Oh. That was awesome. That was awesomely creepy. I don't know. I thought it was awesome. I can't well, wait. Yeah, on the TV, it's freaky. I can't imagine what it looked like on the big screen. Oh, it was fantastic. Because, I mean, I stayed outside, and I stayed in the hallway and just watched and ate my cookie. <laughs> Dude, those cookies were fantastic, and they were so good. They were shortbread cookies with, um, like, the the um, the icing that dries hard. I don't know what whatever it yeah. is. And then she hand-drew... All the designs on it with probably edible marker. Oh yeah, I that's I've seen those before. It was they they were good. They were really good. I really really liked the shortbreads because I really at first when I seen them I thought they were a deck of cards, but I've got one. We were supposed to get there at six forty five. Sh- doors open at seven. Then it would have been more than enough time to get dressed, right? Yeah. They opened the doors early. Oh no! So people were already filed in by the time we got there so literally the guy stopped us one and tickets like kids like we're staff so she we're staff you know we're all you know we're cool yeah. or whatever so he, he, i think ken said something we'll go we're gonna go off go find seth and never did but he, we grabbed the costume and it's like okay the one bathroom that we use is like a guy girl handicapped single yeah. stall big big bigger bathroom where you can change it but that was on the far side we were on the other side over by like the guy's uh, bathroom so yeah we went and changed we did i we went and changed in between because you know you have the door and then you have another door you go into the bathroom yeah we changed to that little alcove right there in the <laughs> bathroom and the look on people's faces when they come out of the bathroom and there's momo <laughs> <laughs> oops i gotta go back in again <laughs> It was so funny because right there also is a door that takes you steps down to the basement. So I kind of stood there helping, holding things and getting him dressed and hooking him up and loosening him up and helping him. And it was so funny because I'm facing that direction and, you know, Ken's got his glasses off at this point and the looks yeah. on these faces. And then I hear kind of like a slight squeal because it was a female that walked past the bathroom and looked in and said, <clears throat> Momo. And she's like, I heard it. that someone else said something about you can't believe what you what you hear. <laughs> it was so funny. It was so funny. And the amount of people got their picture taken and poor Ken was blind, couldn't see squat. But it was it, it was a really nice turnout. It was a lot of fun. Um, I can't wait to see. I want to see on the trail of UFOs. That's one of the ones he's working on next. Yeah. But what do you say? We both we both survived. I survived my insanely long art show, and I know you had your paper stuff that you were working on. Oh, yeah. And we we have about three new articles up because of this weekend. I saw a, a bunch you had posted. I didn't get a chance to read any of them, but I seen them yeah. popped up. I got to attend a Rubik's Cube uh, competition. Oh, how'd that go? Because I know you were telling me about that. 
It sounds about what a Rubik's Cube competition would be. <laughs> <laughs> is it like chess? Not as, it not was, as deadly? It was a bunch of elementary and middle schoolers. Basically, there looked like there was a, little, a few older kids, but apparently it wasn't just local kids competing. Really? They had people from Indiana, Pennsylvania, Kentucky. Wow. Yeah. I And I just found this out because I was talking to the guy, the local uh, person uh, who was there, uh, in, there in charge of the World Cubing Association. He was just from Garfield Heights. <laughs> That's cool. He did not have a long way to go. Meanwhile, there's all these other people who are driving in from out of state. That was what, Saturday, right? That was Saturday. Yeah, they had one, two, three. They had five different uh, Rubik's things that they were competing with. And I, I haven't found I got to email the person, find out who won. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was quite entertaining when, when I was there. That sounds really. And I, I got to I got to talk to our mayor, and he even posted uh, something on Facebook about it. But yeah, that's cool though. That that I wouldn't have expected. Like I was, th- you know, when you were talking, I was thinking local. I wasn't expecting. Yeah, I wasn't either. <laughs> tri-state. Well, no. Be, well, yeah, it'd be tri-state area. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. I think you know more than that. They've had Kentucky too. That's pretty cool though. But yeah, so this week we've got some interesting. Finds from the internet. Yes. We both found a mixture of a little bit of everything. Um, Einstein's biggest blunder. That got my attention right away. <laughs> like, what kind of blunder could Einstein have done? Yeah. Other than, like, not letting his wife have any glory, but hey, whatever. Because his wife was as smart as he was. Oh, yeah. Wrong generation, maybe? I don't know. But may have finally been, his uh, blunder may have finally been fixed. Um, there is a fundamental problem in physics. A single number called the um, cosmological uh, constant bridges the microscopic world of quantum mechanics and the macroscopic world of Einstein's theory of general relativity. But neither theory can agree on its value, which is what everyone's been trying to prove. But didn't CERN prove some of that? Some of it later. That's what I thought. How I? Oh, come on. It doesn't want to scroll. Nearly a trying to scroll and it keeps trying to load stuff. I hate this. Um, the story of the uh, cosmological constant began with more than a century ago when Einstein uh, presented a, a set of uh, quotations known, which is, you know, Einstein's field that became the framework of his theory of the uh, general relativity. The equations explain how matter of energy and warp the fabric of space and time to create this force of gravity, which I'm sure anyone has gone to school has heard of Einstein's kind of theory. Yeah. In 1998, observer of, of observations of a distant supernova showed the universe wasn't just expanding, but the expansion was speeding up. Galaxies were accelerating away from each other as if some unknown force was overcoming gravity and showing those galax- galaxies apart, which... That's kind of what people, you know, we talked about a couple of weeks ago about the black hole. Yeah. That, you know, there, it's maybe, maybe, you know, why can't there be something spitting it out somewhere else? I mean, that would kind of make sense. You have a tablecloth and, and you're, you're pulling it on one side. Yeah. And it, you know, so it's going to be moving that way. But, you know, if you feed it back up the other direction, it's going to be just filling back up the other side. But this one says, um, my, my place, I am so tired. Um, but yeah, they're talking about them separating and moving, and it's actually moving faster. The constant is thought to represent, um, they call the vacuum energy. A quantum field theory states that even in a completely empty vacuum of space, virtual particles pop in and out of existence and create energy. Seemingly absurd idea, but one that has been observed um, problem arises when they attempt to calculate it, its um, contribution to the constant, to the cosmic constant. Um, the results differ from observation by a mind-boggling factor uh, that's 10 followed by 120 zeros. I think that's a little wow. big of a number. That's uh, a big factor. That's a big difference. Wow. Um they doubt that Einstein's original equations of gravity somehow have even suggested alternative models of gravity. I don't know. Makes kind of sense, though, if you think. Yeah. 
Things are going to grow. Things are going to shrink. Lots of science in this in this story. It's pretty interesting. <laughs> you sound like you're about to go to sleep, too. Yeah, it's, it's been a long day. Uh-huh. Uh, so, uh, going along with that, um, India has found its lost moon lander on the moon, but still can't get a signal from it. Uh, India's Chandrayaan-2 orbiter uh, was circling the moon and spotted the country's lost Vikram lander on the surface, but they can't get a signal. Uh, The chief of Indian Space Research Organization said last week that it was located and efforts are being done efforts are being done right now to restore contact and will probably continue for yet another week from now um move move it went silent on September 6th while attempting their first ever landing near the moon's south pole but then lost contact uh when the lander was about um 1.2 miles above the lunar surface so they were thinking maybe it just crashed. UFO shot it down. Oh, yeah. It was a drone. And this was India's first moon lander as it is. So they really wanted to get this, you know, tested. Right, because this is the one that we talked about where it was going to go up and then got postponed. Yeah. Um, all the systems, yeah, all the systems and sensors of the lander function excellent until that point and proved that many new technologies such as the propulsion technology used on the lander. Uh, while they try to regain contact with the, with it, this agency said that the Chandrayaan-2 spacecraft is going to continue in the lunar orbit and could last well past the one-year mission that they had planned. So we'll wait and see if they get any contact with this yet and get any pictures from the South Pole. That'd be interesting if they actually find found stuff. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Talking about crazy stuff. Footage captures giant river monster in China. Everybody's got Loch Ness monsters. Yeah, this is definitely even even crazier than the Loch Ness monster. Um, China may have its um its own mystery beast to rival Loch Ness monster after footage showed a strange creature sizzling up. The Yangtze River. It, well, it could A, be a snake, or B, a B, um, what else? It could be a, um... Eel? Yes, yes, yes. Because I think they have stuff like that there. They used to have... They do. They used to have giant animals, but then they kind of killed them all. <laughs> um, the snake-like creature wasn't shy. This footage was captured at the Three Gorge Dam scenic area. That's the dam I believe they put in and destroyed and, like, um, displaced a couple million people and, uh, destroyed, like... Ancient, ancient places but um reports suggest it was a th- was as thick as an average um adult human's thigh an accurate unit of measurement if there was and was um estimated to be at least 10 feet long it certainly seems like a powerful animal swimming against the river current Ow. with ease which i'm gonna say is probably a snake or an eel yeah but it's fresh water so maybe not an eel it gives more chance for it being a snake yeah um Nearly 2 million people have watched the clip since it made its public um, uh, theories around as to just what the slithering monster could be. One social media user wrote, that must be a water snake. (laughs) (laughs) It's a Pokemon! (laughs) Oh no, was it it China was the one that's um, been splicing human and animal DNA? Yeah. Maybe it's something they made. You know, it's like, it's their whole version of... um, uh, Skinwalker Ranch. You never know what's gonna um, show up. As long as they don't start making their own kaiju. That's what they're working on. Uh, they are able to grow to the size of... Um, oh, I skipped it. Another um, raise a good point and ask, why is every image of a mysterious monster always so blurry? <laughs> That's because nobody can hold still! Shake, shake! Shake, shake! As the most rational explanation while... While um, the Yangtze forestry officers have so far declined to comment, it's most likely to be a Burmese python, a snake common to the area, and while they largely spend their time on land, are also excellent swimmers. 
They are able to grow to the size of the creature seen in the video, and so it's reasonable theory that it's one that's been spotted. Probably. And it being so big, it's just easier to travel in the water. Yeah. Especially if you got a large female. It'd be just easier for her to travel. Um, 300 or 3,915 miles. The Yangtze is Asia's um, longest river and runs east eastward through almost the entire width of uh, China uh, before exiting into the, the East Chinese Sea. This dude is just standing there. Although the one thing is... <laughs> If you don't scroll down all the way and see the guy, this building, you don't know you don't know how big this building is. This building no. this thing could be like, you know, 100 feet wide. But then when you scroll down, realize it's not that big. So I could see it easily being a snake. 10 feet. Um, it's no stranger to myth and legend. Either the famous come to me rock sits um, by the Kongling Shawl. So um, yeah. called because... In order for boatmen to successfully navigate past it in low tide, they need to aim their boat directly at it. Okay. <laughs> Iceberg ahead! We're going to aim for it. Another um, notable landmark that sits along the Yangtze is the Goddess Peak. The most prominent of the 12 peaks of the Wu Gorge, the peaks mythologically suggest that a fairy from heaven and her loving sisters came down to protect the area from flooding and subsequently be- became the peaks themselves. So they <clears throat> flooded it themselves when they made the um, when they made the uh, dam. Well, we'll have to. I mean, it's definitely far enough away from here that you can't really see it. You know, see how big it is. But it's still, it kind of, it's still, you know, it's kind of huge, but not. Exactly. That's why I'm, I'm leaning with what they said. I think, I'm thinking that by these, by, by uh, the Burmese python, I can't speak. It makes sense. I don't think it's as big as, is. like I said, if you don't show that guy, it looks huge. Yeah. But I think if you skip it, then, you know, if you, you can't tell. It looks ginormous, but then. You realize it's, it's it is huge, but it's not like Gigantopithecus. It's not like exactly huge, huge. But talk about <laughs> huge and crazy. Goodbye, Atlantis. Hello, <laughs> Greater. Was it Adria? Ad- I'm, yeah, Adria. A lost continent has now been mapped by geologists. I found lost land. Um, if you've ever vacationed in the Mediterranean region, specifically Italy, Turkey, Greece, or Croatia. Chances are you stepped foot on the last traces of a string of islands that stretched from what is now the Alps to Iran. A lost continent that broke off from the supercontinent uh, Gondwana hundreds of billions of years ago um, traces how greater Adria has been mapped and reconstructed for the first time by geologists uh, from Utrecht, Oslo, and Zurich. Uh, It was a section of continental crust the size of Greenland, separated from North Africa over 200 million years ago, and plunged into uh, Earth's mantle right under southern Europe. So we didn't even realize it was there. So basically, all of these tourists go to this one area uh, under Europe, and apparently this is a continent that no one ever, you know, mentions anything about because we didn't realize it was actually there. And being the size of Greenland, that's pretty big. Yeah. Uh, it's mostly, it was mostly underwater, visible as a string of islands which lar- with large coral reefs in the tropical seas. Uh, the sedimentary rocks now make up a mount- the mountain belts of the Ap- Apennines, uh, part of the Alps, Croatia, Greece, and Turkey. Apparently they discovered this uh, in a s- study of the evolutionary history of the complex Mediterranean region's mountain ranges, uh, the seas, and plate, plate tectonics. Um, the, the one geologist says that they peeled off the area layer by layer back in time, as far as far back as the Triassic period, um, and that's when they started noticing Greater Adria uh, forming as a different, as its own separate continent. So. Uh, and this was after it was part of Pangea. So would you say if the um, water level would drop, that it would, sh- like, show up again? It would, most likely. So 
So, I mean, this could be kind of the idea where Atlantis came from. Yeah, and I mean, if there is, you know, that lost city of Atlantis or something like it, unlike this, because they just discovered this, they didn't even realize it was there. You know, they just assumed it was these tiny little islands. But so it's really, it's the water levels shrinking is what is, you know, these have apparently been here all this time and we're only now noticing it because the earth is doomed. Right. Well, what I was thinking is, is you know how um, uh, stories when they get passed on and on, there's always a chance that they get, um, I was saying kind of messed up. So it's yeah. not uncommon to get multiple scenarios and get them kind of mushed together to make one. Like the story of, um, uh, uh, trying to think steal from the rich, give to the poor. Um, I would say lock, it was a Lockwood. It was Robin of Locksky. Yeah. What? And Cassie just dropped her bone, but they think that like stories of that was actually multiple people over a certain extended period of time. Just like um, King Arthur and all that, they were just multiple. I mean, you might have had one person, but it was just multiple stories that were just kind of combined yeah. down through the history. What is the chances that, you know, when this sunk underground, it kind of gave them the idea of something that happened to Atlantis? Maybe. Or this sunk around the time that Atlantis did. That that would kind of make sense. It'd be interesting. And we've just forgot about it. Well, we already we already talked about that, too. If you don't write your history down, you're going to forget it. Yeah. And we are so screwed anyways with that. Because the history will be forgotten in a very, very, very short time. But I don't know. I find this interesting that, that the past is slowly coming about. Yeah. I just can't believe how huge that mount, that pro, that land is that they found. But talking about that, and we were just talking about CERN. Um, see, Jupiter's magnetic field simulated on Earth using CERN high energy electro beam. But, um, let's see. The uh, European Organization for Nuclear Research, or CERN, is most famous for its particle collider, which they want to build a bigger one. Uh, but it also has faculties, facilities, that can test for other high-energy environments similar to those found in space. Now, those f- facilities are being used to test future spacecraft to see if they are um, radiation-proof. The European Space Agency, ESA, will launch the Jupiter IC Moons Explorer, or JUICE, uh, mission 2022. Before then, ESA scientists want to know what kinds of environmental stresses the Explorer will be subjected to when it braves Jupiter's massive magnetic field. The magnetic field has a volume of a million times that of Earth's um, magnetosphere, and trapped within the field are um, energetic charged particles, which is the storms we see. Yeah. Um, those particles form radiation belts, which bombard visiting craft with high levels of radiation, which can be harmful to electronics. So they'll just have to figure something else out. To see how the juice hardware will handle this radiation, the ESA has borrowed the world's most intense... <coughs> <coughs> the most intense radiation beam... One located at a certain facility called Vesper, very energetic electron facility for space planetary exploration missions in a harsh radioactive environment. Now, it is working alongside CERN to develop the testing protocol for other future missions, too, such as the proposed Ice Giants mission to Neptune and Uranus. The radiation environment that CERN is working with within its tunnels and experimental areas is is very close to what we have in space. That's kind of interesting, kind of scary at the same time. Yeah. Kind of cool, though, that they can test it before they send it up. That's all they got to do is send it up, and it's, like, kaplooey within a few, you know, things of being up there. Uh, Meanwhile, apparently, we have already exceeded four of the nine safety limits that planet Earth has, uh, including chemical pollution and climate change, and now we're getting towards the danger zone. And we don't have the rights to that song or else I'd just be pulling it up. <laughs> so, uh, in 2009, Johan Rockström uh, posed um, the first scientific assessment of the limits to safe living for humans on Earth. And warned that if we exceed any of these nine boundaries, we risk 
destabilizing Earth's life support systems and plunging us into chaos. Uh, but by staying inside them, we've we're provided a safe operating space for humanity. But you know, you know how we like to destroy Earth, so that's not happening. Uh, it's he says it's the era in which human civilization has developed from hunter gatherers to digital technology. Uh, but now humanity is driving changes like global warming and species extinctions that are threatening uh, threatening to push us beyond the thresholds of the Earth's life life support systems that we have sustained. And I apparently can't keep reading. It's one of those nights for both of us. <laughs> well, that's where the article ends for us. Uh, Just remember, we're doomed. Yes, we know we are our doomed, doomed, doomed. Speaking of doomed, I'm just going to briefly go over this because this was hilarious. Okay. Party. Um, the Mandela effect examples that will blow your mind. Most of them are idiotic and most of them are stupid, but I thought it was. Yeah, one of them is that it's not Jiffy peanut butter. No, of course it's not Jiffy peanut butter. It's never been Jiffy peanut butter. Who thought it was? I don't know, millennials? But I am a millennial. I am not. <laughs> I am not a millennial, even though I'm a few years older than you. I am not. I am not Generation X either. I'm something else. <laughs> because, what is it? They said that because my generation, we didn't grow up with technology, but we were able to adapt to it. So we can use our cell phones and computers. So please, go ahead. Um, but yeah, the whole one about, uh, well, we all know it came from um, Nelson Mandela with the, this, the thing with him. And then the Jiffy and the Jiff. Looney Tunes are Looney Tunes. It's never been... Um, T-O-O. It's always been T-U-N. Yes. I think I know one of the reasons for that. Um, because I remember as a kid, one radio, one local radio station would play, would have a segment called Looney Tunes. T-U-N-E-S. And they would play, you know, weird music. I don't know. It was weird. And so, I, I mean, I'm sure that wasn't the only radio station in America who did that. Um, then we know the Berensteins and Berenstains. Did George have a tail or not? Sex in the city and sex and the city. Don't think it matters. No. Spelling of Febreze. And that, that, this one actually makes sense, but I think it's because of how we say it. But they think it's double E. Because it said Febreze. Even though there's only one, one E, it's still, you know, that's how we pronounce it. Right. It's three E's and not four. Yeah. Oscar Meyer, A or an E. My baloney has the first name. It's O S C A R. Uh huh. And Skechers. Not sure where the T came from. Probably because no. the H sounds like a T. Maybe. Fruit Loops mm. or Fruit Loops. And this is this is O O because it's not actually fruit, and they can't call it real fruit. Right. This one. Uh, this this next one got me kind of what the turkey leg. Did King Henry VIII have a turkey leg? I don't remember a turkey leg. No. Where the freak did a turkey leg come from? Because isn't the hilt of his sword? Yeah. Okay. This one, I think this has been both. The Monopoly Man yeah. with his monocle. I really do think, because I think it depends on the generation. I think it's, I think he's had the monocle before. That's why I'm like, and then I want to get him confused with the Mr. Peanut. No, I think he's had yeah. it before. I, I think it just depends on the generation and what version you've got. And this one, I don't ever remember Pikachu with a black tail. No, me neither. Or Kit Kat. But hyphen. Yeah, this Kit Kat one is just stupid. I don't remember being hyphened at all. Brutaloom. Although, this one also, it did. I thought it did have the cornucopia behind it. Yeah, I, I recall that too. Remember that and I'm like I'm, I'm wondering if it's because that's the same image you see on a lot of Thanksgiving stuff. That they changed it? Yeah, and I'm wondering if because it's so similar, those images just blurred together. It's possible. I mean, it could have been something that they had 30 years ago. That again, too, yeah. And that's what I'm wondering if a lot of this stuff is from so long ago, and they rebranded. Now they're saying that what was, what was before... This, you know, was it real? Yeah. Like, it was. Cheez-Its or Cheez-It? I can understand this one because 
when you have multiple sheet, you have a handful of the cracker that's sheath it with an F. But with a V, I don't get. Other uh, than the fact that it's called sheath. Unless that's just like a, a knockoff like Sharpies. It could be too, yeah. Double stuff versus double stuff. Who cares? <laughs> it's an Oreo. Eat them. <laughs> um, yeah, well, having Mona Lisa having a more obvious smile. Again, who cares? It didn't change because he's been dead for a long time. Yeah, no, I I don't think she's ever had a smile. It's been too many of the image being uh, photoshopped. Exactly. C-3PO has a silver leg. I don't remember that. Me neither. He has a red arm now, though. <laughs> I don't ever remember having a silver leg. Flint Stones has two T's. Yeah, cause, no, it's Flint, like no. the rock. Right. Stones. Yeah. Right. And people just call it Flynn. Never even heard of this. Don't even get this one. Yeah, I don't either. Some of the movie quotes here, I get, yeah, I've heard them that they're always misquoted. Saying life For, is like a box yeah. of chocolate, but it was life was like a box of chocolates. Yeah. And that the Wicked Queen of Snow White never says, um, mirror, it never says mirror, mirror on the wall. It's magic mirror on the wall. That depends what, um, what, uh, take on it because I've, I've heard it both ways. Yeah, well, in the Disney version. Oh, yeah, and Luke, I am your father is uh, not actually a, the quote. It just says, I'm your father. Yeah. But everybody assumes Luke because he's talking to Luke. Yeah. It says, fly, you fools. I thought he said, run, you fools. Yeah, I did, too. And I've seen all of those in theater opening night. What? I remember Neil Armstrong dying. Those people who don't remember it just weren't paying attention to good things in the news. And remembering... An astronaut. Yeah, I remember him dying. Because Buzz Aldrin's one of the few left, and he's the one that will freaking deck you. I love that. And there's the other one. Sinbad never played a genie. He played a similar character, but it wasn't a genie. Yeah. It was Shaq that played the genie. And that was something we talked about on Geek Rush 1 this weekend. You realize kids today, they don't want to be like Mike because they don't know who Mike is. Nope, they want to be like LeBron. Yes. So sad. Mm-hmm. Extremely. And then the Challenger. I was six when this blew up. I remember this. Yeah, I remember too. You were what, three? Yeah, but from school. Because yeah, I remember sitting in school and watching it. I wheel in the big TVs on the on the really tall carts and yep. you all sit around. No, I don't want you to go there. The location of Disney's castle and this is another thing like you just don't remember how far you walked <laughs> well i think also what it is is they keep adding stuff to the outskirts so then it gets bigger yeah oops this one doesn't surprise me government censored signs doomed the ussr in the u.s <laughs> may be next Gee, no! yeah i know how long that been going on uh, since ever since the but especially recently yeah since the constitution was signed or no, since they stepped, since um, Columbus stepped foot over here. That's what it is. This has been going on. <laughs> Earlier this September, Hurricane Dorian struck North America, causing a tremendous amount of damage in the Bahamas, as well as many locations along the east coast of the U.S. But what's most alarming is neither the strength nor the path of the hurricane, but rather how paranoid government is undermining the best science humanity actually has to offer. <laughs> In principle, the way that good science works is by observing and measuring natural phenomena, hypothesizing an idea that accounts for that, developing the idea into a theory that extends that hypothesis to cover more area, and then making predictions to test, that can be tested and finally performing those tests. That is what is known as science. And in rewording a famous uh, Twilight Sparkle quote, these people need to science the shit out of this. <laughs> yes. But we know how the government is. They want to keep everybody stupid and poor. Am I right? Exactly. In the 20th century, humanity began to understand how biological systems functioned as never before. Uh, Darwin's natural selection uh, 
hit the mechanism by which evolution takes place, while subsequent developments led to genetics, DNA, and eventually the sequencing of the human genome. Political abuses of science, however, set the USSR back by decades, uh, and it's leading over into the U.S. Uh, there's a word for this that is well known a few generations ago, but it's fallen out of favor. Uh, Lysenkoism, or Lysenkoism. Although we pre presently uh, associate evolution with Darwinism, Darwin embraced the idea of evolution that organisms inherited traits from their parents, but also were subject to mutations. Uh, there were other evolutionary theories uh, that fit with natural selection. Uh, however, the Soviet Union decided to favor the idea of soft inheritance instead. Uh, agricultural scientist Trofim Lysenko worked on growing various crops through, through severe winters and gained fame through the Soviet Union by announcing that a winter crop of peas could grow, be grown in a, in a country that I don't know how to pronounce and I'm not going to try. That's exactly what he said. I'm sure it was. Oh, yeah. Uh, Lysenko's work on vernalization was transformative. Uh, most cro normally, most crops are successful in Russian-like climates uh, and require this signal of cold, long winters to co coming to an end to begin flowering. But he artificially induced the conditions, excuse me, offering the promise of dramatically improving the crop yields of the entire country. He wasn't right, though. Uh, and... His ideas behind why these plants were yielding successful crops was wrong, and demonstratively so. He rejected uh, Mendelian genetics on the grounds, on ideological grounds, and developed his own wild ideas that were interesting and completely wrong. His belief in the inheritance of acquired characteristics was wrong, also. His belief in self-sacrificing organisms for the good of the collective was wrong. His belief about high hybridized crops and their offspring could easily be disproven just with one generation of breeding. Yeah, because isn't that when a lot of times when you start to get um, unfertile? Yeah. Over 3,000 mainstream biologists were removed from their positions. Uh, oh, it says from the late tw 20s when... Lysenkoism was first adopted until the death of Stalin in 53. Scientific research and the genetics suffered in the Soviet Union. And over 3,000 mainstream biologists were removed from their positions. Uh, many sent to gulags and a number of them executed. All part of a campaign orchestrated by Lysenko to keep people from realizing that he was wrong. Wow. I guess if you got money, you can pretty much do anything. Am I right? Yeah. Uh. So, looking at that now, paying people to keep your secret, it says political meddling not only undercuts what science can, all, can achieve, but undermines the public's trust in both science and the government. And oh, look, here's the Sharpie picture. <laughs> Told you. <laughs> but then that kind of falls into this one, Costa Rica UFO. Silver flying saucer film zooming through deadly storm in Al is it Al Al Kant? Investigating. Uh, I'm trying by to NASA. pull up the article there. Um, NASA is reportedly investigating a video showing what appears to be a silver flying saucer darting through a deadly storm. Computer scientists filmed the footage. This footage during the electrical storm, and then you can see it. Um. The video appears to show a silver disc moving through the clouds. Uh, Spanish news outlet um, Channel 6 says it's been inundated with requests from UFO and weather enthusiasts um, since sharing the clip online. Among the interest party is NASA, who has asked for the original footage, um, the news station claims. According to A6... A similar sighting was filmed by was reported by NASA in the skies over Wisconsin last July. Wow. Um there's a bunch of pictures. It's it's interesting. Yes, Cassie is sitting here barking at me. She's sitting in Ken's chair 
around, make her look at the, at the other computer. Um, this one, this next one, you thought was hilarious. Yeah. Oh, I was laughing about this at work today. And so apparently there's this art, art piece that is titled America, made by Italian artist. Uh, it's fully fun. It's a fully functioning toilet made of solid gold. It was previously on display at the Guggenheim <coughs> and had been once offered to Donald Trump in response to the White House request to borrow a Van Gogh from the museum. The toilet arrived at Blenheim Palace on this past Thursday, and uh, Blenheim invited guests to use the uh, gold toilet for up to three minutes at a time. It was it was plumbed into the house. This was at Blen uh, what is it? Blenheim is an 18th century stately house where Winston Churchill had been born. Uh, so I guess security was a bit complicated with this, and so oops, it became a little lax because security was like, um, I'm not going to sit here and guard a toilet because what are people going to do? It's a toilet that's in the wall. So what happened? A day later, thieves broke in, disconnected the toilet from the plumbing, causing flooding in the building, and dam and plenty more damage along the way. What's really humorous about this is they've arrested a 66-year-old man who they believe did it. So yeah, a gold toilet was stolen, people. You still there? Because I quit hearing Cassie bark. I think we'll save the CIA for later. What do you think? Oh. Oh, you there? Okay. Yeah, you're not hearing Cassie because I got a um, towel on her face. Gotcha. Okay. I don't know what happened there. I don't know. A little bit of verber. No, I'm thinking that the CIA will save for next week. Yeah. But yeah, the solid girl so, toilet's funny. Um, yeah. That one showed up on my feet a couple times this weekend. I was laughing. <laughs> they stole a gold toilet. Can you imagine being sentenced by the judge? You, your punishment is blah, 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 because you, you uh, stole a toilet. Okay. I mean, you had to have some mad, mad plumbing skills to do that, too. Mm -hmm. Well, I think if he was mad, it wouldn't have caused the, a huge amount of True, water. True, yeah. He was actually, he's like, oh, we'll just rip this out. Uh, but yeah, I think that's a pretty good show. What do you think? Yeah. You want to take us out? Uh, go ahead, because I've been doing it the last couple of shows. Oh, you have, oh, never, okay. Um, if you'd like to get a hold of us, uh, we are at uh, TFTD um, at gmail or podcast at gmail.com. Uh, any stories or anything, let us know. We are with Tadget Bound and We Be Geeks. We are on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, have, we'll have these show notes for all of the stuff that we touch base on Facebook. Uh, we are also, if you'd like to get some merch, we are also have it on T, uh, T Public. So sounds good to me. I will catch yep. up with you later. Everybody stay safe. You have any stories, any craziness, like Crazy Cassie going on, let me know. <laughs> let <laughs> us know. Um, so I will see you later, Bert. I'll talk to you later. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.